0: Perfect.
1: Yes. Holy, I'm, I'm gonna say things that are. Accordable, noteworthy.
0: Yeah, I guess I should. I guess I may as well just do this now.
1: What? you're gonna put a disclaimer on yeah, this. Yeah,
0: I may as well. Okay. Uh, this is gonna have. This is gonna have some mature subject matter, <laughs> and we're gonna be trying to kind of feel out what the fuck this song is all about.
1: There you go. So we're, we're gonna be em.
0: using probably some quotes from people that may be pejoratives. Though I'm hoping we don't say any pejoratives ourselves. I don't.
1: I I think we're adult here. Sort of. Maybe one of us is. I'm not sure. Sort of. Yeah. We'll be all right.
0: Welcome to Lyrics To Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. And I'm Mark, and I'm here with Seth. How are you, Seth?
1: I gotta turn this shit down!
0: I don't know if I, um, I don't know if I finished the, uh, the the intro quote last week. You didn't? I might have not said until now. I because I, we were in such a rush. Oh last yeah, week. that
1: was a different. That was a whole different thing.
0: <clears throat> it was a whole different time. It was a different time in the world. We were at war. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now we have a little bit more time. You were kind enough to bring me some chicken gumbo, it's chicken chili. Ch- I'm sorry, chicken and chili.
1: I make great gumbo. I did not make this. My wife did, and I have to say who it's, made it my wife did my oh, wife there. thank
0: you very much it's, it's very very good i love that that movie came out like 10 15 years ago oh, it's been and i still get such a thrill out of hearing people say i'm my oh, wife
1: i still love great success yeah um, all of it um,
0: it's all good it's it's all good it is. It is. um you know uh it's not it's not been terribly long since we recorded last no can't say a lot has happened to either of us. How you feeling? I'm feeling well. I am too. Um, and uh I'm I'm pleased as punched to be here today with you.
1: There was a cough, but no, no worries. It's it happens on occasion. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. Found okay. out it wasn't a big deal, went to my doctor, uh, had had a very, very good checkup. That was almost almost three weeks ago now. We and, talked a little uh, bit about it on the last day. Yeah, episode. and I'm I haven't felt this good in a long time. I'm feeling I mean, physically. Uh, I've, I'm doing. I'm, I'm. feeling a hell of a lot better I had a cold in between the doctor's visit and now But uh, I've been trying to get things straight Eating a little bit better Drinking more water um, You know, cutting out sugars and stuff like there that I've felt f- pretty damn good I'm glad Really to good I'm glad Had to a great it. week Hung out with the family at the Southwest Florida Lee County Fair uh, Went out and saw some chickens and some pigs And some hogs and some goats and some horses And I love when I get to do all that type of stuff and I had some uh, fruit from the the uh, Mexican fruteria there at the uh, at the at the with the with the chamoy and the tahine on top of it. Have you had that? Oh yeah,
0: oh it's so fucking good. Pineapple, absolutely. There used good to man. be a mango stand in the Edison Mall oh, where you, you can get tahine put on it. And, so uh, good, very tasty. Um, but we're not here to talk about pigs. Well, we're tell not me here to talk your about week. I want to know
1: about your week. Come on,
0: I mean, you know, band practice and I played a show on Saturday. It was a lot of fun. I saw a video. Um. Yeah. Just uh, you know, more like it was a very chill weekend. I did watch two musical documentaries. One on the band Big Star, mm. which I never really got too into them. Um, they're
1: so fucking
0: good. Yeah, they're good. They are so um, good. I've I don't know the if it's necessarily for about. me, um, but but it is good. And then I watched another documentary about the band Descendants, uh, called Filmage, um, which was very very enjoyable. Also, they also made a record called Livage, which of course lines up with the. You know,
1: name the portmanteau that they, and they put have a together. song called Myage. Yeah, it's right? that's, yep.
0: that's kind of like their their thing. But we're not here to talk about Descendants. My
1: wife is a big Descendants fan. Big Star, go out and listen to them. Absolutely fantastic. Number one record they gave us uh, the one. Oh, they didn't give Radio us Radio City. Alex Chilton, Children by the Millions, think Alex Chilton. They hear Alex Alex Chilton. They come running.
0: Yes, and they do briefly talk about that. Oh, I love them. And we're not here to talk about uh, the replacements. Not that either. We are here to talk about a very polarizing song i think (laughs) uh, with a lot to be said about it the song is technically it's by aerosmith it's technically called dude yeah and then in parenthetically looks like a lady (laughs) and parenthetical uh, from the album "Permanent Vacation," I'm sure you have a lot to say about
1: Aerosmith. I wonder why they didn't just call it "Dude Looks Like a Lady." I wonder why they had to put give you the parenthetical part at the end. But it is strange. Whatever. I mean, that's that's you know, neither here nor there, and doesn't really deserve much to talk about. Yes, Mm-mm. there's lots to talk about about uh, talk about Aerosmith. In common, we have one thing. You and I, Mark, is that both of us mm-hmm. were at a 1993 performance at Lee Civic Center. On the Pump tour, which uh, was one of the best live shows
0: I've ever seen in my life, it was. I mean, I was very young, mm-hmm. but it was very good. Yeah. Um, and you know, I am uh, I am someone who likes Aerosmith through their many iterations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like um I like their early stuff like Toys in the Attic a lot. Um, you know, I like um I like Permanent Vacation, mm-hmm. I like Pump. I like um you know, I like their their later stuff as well mm-hmm. um the album cover with the teats with all the different uh mm-hmm. the teats that were pierced or the that one was, te- um, that was pierced uh, uh, get a grip get a grip, yeah, get a grip um good songs on that record, man yeah, and good. uh him putting his very hot daughter on the music in the music videos yeah for being uh, all crying. horny with Alicia silverstone mm-hmm. um causing many a teenage boner um. Yes, many. Yes, uh, and many. probably some, and some probably some weddies for the ladies as well. Maybe. Um. So the years nineteen eighty seven. Can we go back?
1: Sure. To the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they deserve to be talked about. They deserve to be addressed. They are one of the best rock bands that this country musically in my opinion, that this country has produced. I think they're incredibly good. Released their first record, I think, in 70. It's just Aerosmith, Aerosmith. It had the classics, Dream On and Sweet Emotion, which I'm sure everybody that has listened within the sound of my voice has heard those songs at one point or another. Uh, Immediately did Get Your Wings, which is a great record. Then did Toys in the Attic. And then they released a record in 1976, I believe. I'm not reading anything, called Rocks.
0: That is 76.
1: Yes, which is... um, A lot of people say that glam rock started with the New York Dolls. And there's a case for that, and it could be argued. But the sound of every hair metal band that you heard, or glam band that you heard throughout the 80s, the starting point for that was rocks. The first song... On that freaking record is back in the saddle again, mm. and it is such a damn good opening and good song. And, and one of those do, clever
0: things where it's Aerosmith rocks, you see, like you see, so it says Aerosmith rocks, right? Um, which is you know, there's a band called the Dismemberment Plan that has an album called Is Terrified, and so it's like, what's this album? The Dismemberment Plan is Terrified
1: <laughs> rocks. The cover is just five diamonds, uh-huh. you uh-huh. rocks, you know, mm-hmm. and just what, just Jesus, man, that record, it, uh, every song on that record is a classic, even if you haven't really heard it, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I really, really recommend that you, I mean, I, I hate to keep coming back on bands that have redeemable shit on this show because most of the time it's like, don't worry about it. They suck. Uh, in this case, that is not it. Go out and listen to Rocks. It's where, it's where hair metal and, 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 uh, and glam really, in my opinion, starts, uh, starts with Back in the Saddle, Last Child, Rats in the Cellar, and an absolutely fantastic song called Nobody's Fault. Mm. I mean, just an incredible song that you probably haven't heard. This whole record, top to bottom, is great. And then, this is uh, now throughout all this period, they were very, very high. Let's not pull punches. Mm they probably did more cocaine than any band on the face of the planet at that time. They He, he brags about it in various documentaries about how yep. much they did and the level and what they did with groupies and living the rock and roll lifestyle. More on that later. Um, but... Nineteen seventy nine,
0: yeah, yes, crash and burn, very
1: big year, and then they kind of took a little bit of a hiatus. Joe, uh, what's his name? Um, Joe Perry. Joe Perry made a did a, a solo record that was really just absolutely not worth listening. to. Well,
0: I mean, let's let's just let's just say that Joe Perry left the band, right? In addition to Brad Whitford, yes, the other guitar player. It just basically imploded in nineteen seventy nine, right? And there was, for all intents and purposes you know, a a long break um, until 1984 um, when they rejoined the band. Permanent
1: Vacation, was that the album? I think that came in 86. Now, they might have done a record before Permanent Vacation, I'm not sure. Um, But Permanent Vacation is the album that gave us the song that we're talking about today. And it was very, um, for them, experimental in that that you had... You know, uh, different things like you all of a sudden had a horn section pop up in the song that we're talking about. The song Permanent Vacation actually has steel drums in it, which is completely does not fit if you know anything about the Aerosmith aesthetic.
0: Um, You're saying there's steel drums in this song? No, no. In the song oh, okay. Permanent Vacation, oh, okay, the gotcha, song
1: yeah. on the record. They have another song, um, Ragdoll, where he, where Joe Perry stretches his slide guitar wings. It's really not a bad uh, guitar part
0: and that song Also could probably be on this podcast abs- And may appear on it, it here at some point Very much so uh, the first album they, re- they Released after getting back together I believe is Done with Mirrors okay. um, Which and is
1: forgettable because I don't Know anything about it I, if I if it had Anything on it that was probably good I probably I've forgotten about it
0: 1986 Okay they get together With a little band called Run DMC at the behest Of Rick Rubin ushering in basically the really bringing rap to the mainstream by mixing it with rock music and a famous band um, run DMC did not want to do this with the song walk <sighs> this way Aerosmith of course still down and out still trying to kind of they were a climb back yeah. out of the gutters and were offered this uh, this chance and took it and it wouldn't very very well uh for everybody um and then a year later after 1986 1987 is the year that Permanent Vacation was released. Okay, that sounds, yeah,
1: good timeline. Um, They were kind of coming out of a, or they were starting what would be a series of rehabs and were trying to get ourselves our shit straight after being complete wrecks all throughout the 70s and early 80s and the fighting and the things like that. They realized they could do well by staying together and they worked to stop the drinking and the drugs. Of course, there were relapses throughout the years, but then they came back in a huge, huge way. In 93, 92, I I think maybe 91, it might have been with Pump. Yeah. With a lot of the records that we, or a lot of the songs that that I think a lot of people that we know, know them from. They started started being put in movies, Mm -hmm. Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Oh, of course. You know,
0: which was a little bit later on down the line. Now, let's go ahead and go back. Let's start fine-tuning ourselves a little bit to talking about this song and this album. Please. So when they get back, their manager, I believe, or producer of the album kind of begs them. You know, a lot of people, you know, there's there's always a lot of conversation about bands writing their own music or going with songwriters, etc. And for a long time, from 1970, as, as uh, Seth mentioned until this time, they had written all their own songs. They went in and they did the typical band stuff where they went in and they wrote the albums themselves, different members brought different pieces. They put out that done with mirrors album. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah. Their manager or producer says, there's this guy we want you to try writing with. And his name is Desmond child. He just got done working with a little band called kiss, <laughs> um, helping them write the song. I was made for loving you. He also helped write, I Hate Myself for Loving You, You Give Love a Bad Name, Living on a Prayer, Bad Medicine, Born to Be My Baby. He would come back to work with Aerosmith to write Crazy, What It Takes, which is maybe my favorite Aerosmith song. Which
1: is a fucking incredible
0: Aerosmith song. It is absolutely fucking amazing. Angel, um, Poison by Alice Cooper, Um, We All Sleep Alone by Cher. Um, and live in La Vida Loca. What? So this guy knows a thing or two. Ricky. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so this guy knows a thing or two. I mean, some of those songs we wouldn't know until later, but knows a thing or two about songwriting. So they're like, please work with this guy. You know, they see everything that he's doing with Bon Jovi and they go, okay. And so he sits down with them and goes, well, what do you got? And a young Steven Tyler sheepishly, mentions a song called "Cruisin' for the ladies. Okay. And he's like, that song title sucks.
1: Yeah. That's a shitty title.
0: He says, admittedly. what, you know, what the fuck is this? Um, and you know, makes some, makes some comment about how, um he says, I don't think Van Halen would put that on the B side of their worst record. Um just just <laughs> And di-
1: they've done some pretty bad B sides. Yeah, yeah, I
0: mean cruising for the ladies is is definitely bad. So you know Steven Tyler gives up the honest truth, which is that the original title was Dude Looks Like a Lady. And I'm sure you've heard the story now by how this song title and this song was written. I have not. You have not Enlighten me. They're on the road. They stop by a bar. And guess who's there? Motley Crew. <laughs> so they're hanging out and they see this chick at the bar with big poofy hair. And they turn around and it's Vince fucking Neil. Okay. And so they just start making fun of him. And they're just like, that dude looks like a lady. Awesome. And basically just make fun of him. Okay. Now Desmond child and the band have you know told Vince and they've all had a hearty laugh we've seen the the glam that you were speaking of earlier that went from you know Roxy music and T-Rex and all that and morphed its way into hair metal mm-hmm. um, which ended up dying with the dinosaurs in like the 1980s like with the a 1980s. little song called
1: smells like teen spirit with
0: a little song called smells like teen spirit the dagger in the heart of glam metal, metal. absolutely yes um uh, but yes, this um, this is what caused them to start working on the song. and Desmond Child says, "Love it. It should be that. Yeah. Now, to the band's credit before we start getting into this, because this is I almost I almost wanted to put together a pro and con board because this is
1: fair enough, that's what I this yeah. is a
0: tricky fucking song to find out what the message is here. Because once you think you've got it, something will happen. The band did not want to have this song be called dude looks like a lady because they were afraid of offending the gay community. Specifically, Joe Perry said, no, we do not want to do that. Desmond child is gay. Yes. And says, look, I'm gay and I think it's hilarious. Now, the interesting thing here is the one group that's overlooked in this whole conversation is the trans community. <laughs> well, maybe when it first came out, not anymore. Not anymore. No, yeah. no. I mean, there is no, I, you know, I will say in the interest of full disclosure here, I really, really, really wanted to have a guest that is trans. That
1: would have been so fantastic.
0: Now, here is my problem with it is it, it made me think of there's a podcast called How Did This Get Played? and i I can't remember what it's called now i think it's just called like get like but they changed the name probably because of how close it is to how did this get made but they did an episode where they um they were talking they talk about different bad video games uh just like how does this get how did this get made talks about bad movies they did a movie or a video game called i think custer's revenge and in it apparently there are it it in whatever eight bit or sixteen bit fashion they could do, or eight bit, um, they basically he or somebody rapes a Native American woman Fuck. in the video game. Okay, that's it's implied. Still, they brought a Native American on the show to talk about it, mm-hmm. thinking that I guess it would give them a sounding board to speak on this. What instead happens is a very awkward exchange. Where the Native American person is like, you know, you've never had Native American on before. You've never cared about Native American stuff. Um, you're basically like, you know, using me just because it'll add to the, to the humor and to all this. And it's fucked up. Now, not to say that we haven't ever talked about trans issues on the show. We have Um, because we have. Yes. But I did feel like it would be a little weird. Um, So I reached out to somebody just to see if maybe like I could get like a read, Um, but they didn't respond in time for us to do this episode. So um, all of that is kind of this thing to say that I want to make it fully clear that we are two straight white dudes who are about as dude as you can be. We like football and we like big titties and we like chicken wings, chicken wings. And like we drugs. like, you know, we like football. Did I already say football? I'll yeah. say it again. Um, Sports. very stereotypically masculine things, etc. cetera. We are also two people who are 110% behind the trans movement and everything else in the LGBTQ community. So I want to make that abundantly clear here. Um, and I don't want to speak for the trans community. I don't want to speak for the gay community because I'm not any of those things. But I I think we're going to do our best here as two guys that are us. As the disclaimer at the beginning wasn't enough, as if that was the case.
1: Uh, I, uh, yeah. Mark has to go into intricate detail. Well, it's it's I don't really have a whole lot of trans friends. Yeah, I have met and talked at length with quite a few of them. Uh, To call them friends would be uh, short of the definition. To call them acquaintances um, would be uh, accurate. And Mm -hmm. for the most part, all of them that I have met essentially have a positive outlook on life and typically have a sense of humor. That does not mean that they are ones to be walked on. That is not the case. I have not found any of them that are just going to any of the trans people that I've known are not going to just roll over at the drop of a hat and give up their rights and their dignity in the face of you know um, of, uh, of 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 oppression. Right. You know, but and you're you wanting to say something. Go well, ahead. I
0: I mean the thing I want to say is you know just like just like Desmond Child thought that he could speak for the band and how everybody would take it. Because he is one as one person thought it was okay or funny. uh, I also wince at the idea of us saying that, like, even if I had talked to one trans person, that everyone would have the same feeling. Mm -hmm. No one person can speak for a whole group. Absolutely. And should be
1: abundantly said over and over again. I
0: think that was a big problem with the whole um, Dave Chappelle thing for me was him always talking about one trans person thinking he was funny. And at the end, all he was really doing was, you know, using them as, um, you know, a, you know, basically like a shield to hide behind saying lots of trans. There's, there's this one trans person that said, I'm funny. So that's okay. Mm. And it's like, well, (laughs) no, you're, you're talking to one trans person, but like there are, millions of trans people so you you're not allowed to tokenize it's like saying my black friend said that i can say the n-word yeah yeah. it's like no 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 that person may be fine with that because you know you guys know each other really well and you saved his life or whatever and that's fine Mm -hmm. but they don't speak for everybody (laughs) you know what i mean yeah 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 so um you know i know i'm no i know that i'm going very into it but i i i probably overly worry And I do not want to give off the wrong impression. And most of all, aside from the disclaimer at the beginning saying we're going to be saying some words when we're quoting some of these people and and talking about some of this stuff is also that I don't think that we are the authority on this situation. So aside from what we're going to be saying, we also know that we're coming from a place of two dudes just trying to get it right. We're trying to guess as accurately as possible. Yes, that's what we're putting out there. Um, So
1: please, if you are. A member of that community community, please, do, community. Uh please do not uh, take that we are what we are saying as um, as as canon or as you know, um, or as our opinions as solid or a representation of this uh, genre or culture. It is not. um, We're just trying to guess. And as human beings do, we're trying to work our way through a situation. Sometimes things might come off as a little bit funny and a little bit unusual. That's because we haven't been through those things. They might be uncomfortable and we're trying to laugh at them as to shake off that
0: that discomfort. Now, all of that being said, this is a quote from Desmond Child. Every four or five-year-old child in America was able to sing that song. It was like, do you realize this is about a tranny? Oh. Um, so that is uh, that is the gay guy that said this is okay for us to sing. Okay. Now, that quote was said about a certain movie. Do you know what movie? No. Mrs. Doubtfire.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. It's in the movie.
0: It is in the yeah. movie. It has a very, very big part in the movie. And as a matter of fact, the um, the person who wrote the movie, um, uh, Randy, Mayhem, um, R- Randy Mayhem Singer, uh, who wrote it, credits... Dude Looks Like a Lady is one of the most... <laughs> And I'm about to say this and keep a straight face as one of the most important songs ever written and has the direct <laughs> influence for writing the script she was quoted as saying without dude looks like a lady there would be no Mrs. Doubtfire wow like the like if the fucking if those if that butterfly didn't flap those wings who knows that what would have happened wouldn't have reached Hollywood <laughs> yeah. it's, can you imagine a life with no Mrs. Doubtfire it's like it's, it's one of the most heartfelt <laughs> warm movies ever made in my opinion I know yeah I mean I, I liked that movie I, I, yeah I mean it's a little weird yeah. it's, it's a little uh it's suspect in parts now it is yeah. very suspect in parts yeah well I mean not and not just the cross-dressing thing, um, oh. but the—I uh, mean, just lying to in your the ex-wife, hood your kids and to... ex-wife, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, in that way. Yes, um, there is so, so, so much we can talk about the song and about the music video. I'd like to start getting to the lyrics. I have though. one question for you, you Mark. You always do.
1: I really want to know. I've got to know. How do you think Vince Neil felt about being made fun of by the members of Aerosmith at that bar? I that mentioned night?
0: it. He, he's, he. They had a good laugh. Oh, they did. Now, would they have had a good laugh the night of? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. But I mean, when everybody's fucking th- filthy rich and you're looking back ten years, fifteen Vince years Neil later, Vince Neil takes
1: himself very seriously. At the same time, he had to have recognized. That these are the guys that made the sound that they're shooting. Exactly. For. That, exactly. That it's,
0: that's what they sound if you're like. If you are gonna get dude. made fun of by anybody, it's let it be Joe Perry and, and Steven Tyler, Tyler. And,
1: and and Brad Whitford and I mean Tom, and Tom Hamilton and whoever the damn drummer
0: was. I can't even. Joey remember Kramer. Him. Joey Kramer. I am sorry. Who was kicked out of the band for a short time recently? Recently, yes. But, yeah, but really put weird. back in.
1: But yeah. Um, <coughs> okay, Mark. Here we go. Here we go.
0: That that dude looks like a lady. That that dude looks like a lady i'm not gonna do that four times um but we've got that intro um i think it's pretty self-explanatory i don't think there's really anything what do you think he's trying to say mark great horn section here
1: Yeah, it is. at cool. first it- i
0: thought that maybe it was not real horns there's something about the eq that made me kind of question like, maybe that's not real but i mean i looked and there's a baritone sax player two trumpet players i thought they- i thought them was digital horns cruising to a bar on the shore Her picture graced the grime on the door. She's a long lost love at first bite. Baby, maybe you're wrong, but you know it's all right. That's right. So then we go back into more of this little horn thing. Do we want to stop there? I think we should. I think we should because it,
1: because there's still more and technically it qualifies as a first verse maybe, mm-hmm. but
0: it's a break in the song.
1: There's a musical interlude.
0: We got some more Barry Sax in there.
1: Let's talk about cruising to a bar on the shore. Her picture graced the
0: grime on the door. Now uh, what 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 does that mean? The grime. I, I mean, we're dealing with a, a scuzzy, gross place. Okay, that she is gorgeous, mm-hmm. and that the the grimy disgusting place is lucky to see her visage. what rock and roll places used to be Mm
1: -hmm. dirty and filthy mark you and i have both seen nasty old rock clubs maybe some places in miami where we both might might, might have played that were completely completely filthy and you might have found things like this on the door now i'll say these two
0: lines i'll say pretty clever it's a good way to kick in a song if you don't know about the rest of the song. Except and it, the dude, and you didn't get dude looks that, like a lady that, that
1: exposition of dude looks like
0: a lady. Yeah. If you were just to open with that, okay, not 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 too terrible. So the second two lines are classic. What the fuck are you saying? I, I'm kind of convinced that they were like, it's cool because we're just combining like three or four sayings, <laughs> and so that's clever. But I don't really know what they're trying to say with this third line. She's a long lost love at first bite. So maybe he's I, so just ex- like love it love at first bite instead of love at first sight. Um, I I don't know why biting is involved uh necessarily. He's got a biting fetish. Right off, I don't know. Um,
1: that is very the creep level just went up considerably
0: yeah. with that i mean with for for me anyway i guess you know? i guess he's i guess he's just thinking that bite when she starts bite, strange, biting yeah. me i'll I'll feel like she's a long lost love or maybe
1: i've i've had this bite and all of a sudden it reminded me of something some sort of ache that that i that was there and is gone but it all of a sudden came rushing back into the situation now
0: we get our first glimpse of possible transphobia Baby, maybe you're wrong, okay, but you know it's all right. And maybe we get
1: our first glance of of transpositivity at the now, same time. this is
0: the interesting pros thing about the song. Yeah. This is the pros and cons. Yeah. Because we're saying that maybe she's wrong. Now, you know, a lot of this we're going to have to say is implied here. We're just going to have to take some guesses because we know that the main gist of the song is the dude this looks is like a lady. dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the dude looks like a lady right but we also have to keep in mind here and you know if you're a republican you may just not want to listen to this fucking episode because we're going to talk a lot about pronouns and that stuff give it up now yeah <laughs>
1: yeah Agreed. Um, yeah
0: so you know we're we're saying dude looks like a lady right <laughs> um so there's a lot of waffling back and forth, and there's a little bit in the controversy section of the Wikipedia mm-hmm. talking about. There's a lot of flip flopping because when someone is saying, "I am a woman," then they're not a dude. They're, they're they're chick looks like a lady because she is a lady. But we'll get more into that uh, here very quickly. Yeah. Uh, but maybe you're wrong. So I, I think we we we're led to believe that. You're wrong, meaning you have a Your penis. Your being you, is wrong. You, yeah, you you're the wrong. fact
1: that you are not anatomically but, uh, cis. But you know what? Yeah. It's all right. Which in 1986 <clears throat> is very forward thinking. It really, really is, it, man. It is. It, you did not it hear is. that in 1986. Even the song title alone is very daring. And this shit is in on MTV. It was out there. And I
0: do remember people being upset by this song. And there's something about them saying, that's right, afterward. As right. if they're saying, that's right.
1: Yeah, it's a party. You know what?
0: Yeah, you it's know what? A... But it's all right. That's right. You heard me. It sounds like this this
1: encounter is totally a party. And, and might we add that the dude that looks like a lady is described as an attractive woman. Well, let's get there. Yeah.
0: Backstage, we're having the time of our lives until somebody said... Forgive me if I seem out of line. And she whipped out a gun and tried to blow me away. <laughs> this is where I see Vince Neal whipping it out.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, this is where it this is where it all came to came to a head and where they were like, whoa. Well, he's very good
0: looking. So um, so yeah. So, you know, after the show, uh-huh. they're back there. hmm And uh, you know, now we're saying she. Mm-hmm. Now we're saying that she pulled out a gun and tried to blow me away.
1: But I have to add that the "forgive me if I see out, seem out of line" is in quotations. That is that is the quote from the lady. That yes. is what she said. Yes. Moments before, she whipped out of out a gun, and I'm not talking a Columbine Park Parkland type situation. <laughs> I'm talking. Yeah. I'm thinking the
0: dick gun. Um, w- yeah. What what Kiss would refer to as the love, the love gun. gun. <laughs> Um, and, you know, I, I, even I, I think it's very funny that what she said is, forgive me if I seem out of line and then pulls a dick out. Now, I don't care who you are, male, female, non-binary. So anybody saying, forgive me if I seem out of line and taking their dick out of their pants backstage is such a funny thing to say it before taking out your dick. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> that is such a. Forgive me if I see them out of line. You think they're going to like say something political? like Some kind of socio-political? Like, I can't believe that we're getting involved in, with Panama. I think you turn around and they've just got their fucking meat in their hand. Let me stretch this thing out and see how far it can go. Uh, so then we get another chorus. That, that, dude looks like a lady. By the way, I never knew they said that, that. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought it was, ah, ah, exactly, and that was it. Yeah. But uh, apparently, apparently <coughs> no, not.
1: It's, it's very weird.
0: So now the second verse is very strange because, you know, maybe you have a, a differing opinion. It's written like it's the last verse. It kind of like gives you the moral to the story. Yeah. And it, and it starts in a way that sounds like it's wrapping the song up. Never judge a book by its cover or who you're going to love by your lover saying love put me wise to her love in disguise, she had the body of a Venus. Lord, imagine my surprise!
1: I, I'm going to say that this this verse has probably the happiest line in the song, and I want to know if you want to th- if you think it's the same one that I'm thinking of. Which one do you think in that verse? Which line do you think is the ha- do you think I would think is the happiest line?
0: The happiest line, yeah,
1: the happiest. I'm um, serious.
0: Well, I mean, I think. <laughs> Never judge a book by its cover or who you're gonna love by your lover. Is a goddamn happy freaking statement. It's a great fucking statement. It's is so. And it it is seem this verse is seemingly entirely transpositive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what this is saying to me is it doesn't matter who you're loving. All that matters it's, is that you are in love with your lover. It's it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing
1: until, <laughs> yeah, until we get to that. Just imagine my surprise as <laughs> as as if there's some sort of you know I, I hear like a revolt maybe
0: a little bit a little bit of shock. Well, you I, know, uh, you know, do you? I, I, I do. Don't. I, I mean, I totally understand where you're coming from. Here's the thing. I mean, there's a difference between surprise and disgust. I think that it could be interjected. I mean, if you're if if you're with someone who is feminine facing like feminine uh what's the word i'm looking for um um feminine presenting and you are under the impression that they are like a born female mm-hmm. and they end up having and then they whip it something out. going on i mean even if they've got like a diabetic pump or something <laughs> you can be like whoa like, like yeah okay yeah 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 but you, you like make a good point yeah. what you do with that information and how you react to it is another thing. A diabetic diabetic pump's a little different than a dick. Well, I mean abs- let's face it. Yes. Let, let's, yeah, know, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. But I mean, like
1: all sorts of new dynamics open up when you whip out a dick. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. There's all but, kinds of
0: but not to him. No. I mean, I mean you, you know, I, to an extent There's a know. surprise. It imagine my surprise. I mean I I would probably be surprised too. Now, I mean, unfortunately, some people The surprise was so much that they killed the person they were with. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And then for some people, the surprise is, uh, wow, that's a shock, but I'm into it. Let's keep going. But yeah, some of the other lines in the verse here. Love put me wise to her love in disguise. Um, So that's a little maybe transphobic-ish. Do you think? I mean, just a little bit. I mean, well, I don't know. Maybe not. I, there's there's something weird about saying it's a disguise. Let me say that. I agree. This one I, rides I don't, the line. Yeah. I don't like the, you know, I it's like another pro con. It's like love put me wise to her love, and you're like, oh, like that's nice in disguise. I was like, well, it's not a disguise. Disguise it's infers a level dressing of deception. As a woman because they considered themselves a woman.
1: Yeah, disguise infers a level of deception, and there's some people that are. Into that. Right. You know, so yeah. it, it rides the line perfectly right down the middle. Yeah. yeah. So
0: then we got some more chorus. That, that dude looks like a lady. So then we get the little bridge. um So they've got this little backing vocal pr- part um, that goes over and again that goes, So baby, let me follow you down. Let me take a peek, deer. Baby, let me follow you to do me, do me, do me all night. Turn the other cheek, dear. Do me, do me, do me, do me. Followed by what I think we both agreed was a pretty lackluster performance by Joe Perry. (laughs) Except for the end he kind of turns up the heat a little bit at the like end. Like
1: you said, they were going through uh, um, uh, there was no there was no cocaine fueling these solos
0: anymore. <laughs> we, Seth they looking an down at his phone kind of says, oh, "A little bit of a lackluster solo." I go, "Well, they were clean." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not yeah, to, it's, yeah, not that, to be shitty about it. No
1: no reason to argue about this one. this is this is really bad. But uh, any one of the things, "So baby, let me follow you down, let me take a peek, dear." Could be said by man or woman to a love that they are
0: wanting to love by. Yeah, Could but be. I think we know what he's talking about here. Yeah. Let me take a peek. Is kind of want to see what you're working with. It's right down the it's middle. It's a little line. weird. Right. Now. Yeah. It's 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 it's. You know, I can't imagine being a trans person being like. Just so you know, I'm working with some meat, <laughs> and I know that I am. Fem- I know that I am feminine um you know presenting but i want to i want to let you know and i don't know that it, i'm not saying a trans person should ever have to do this or whatever but i'm saying if they did and the guy goes can can i see it <laughs> can, can, can i take a peek sorry. let me just see it's like funny, how pronounced dude, it is i'm sorry no i mean um, it's it's a weird it would be a weird it would, it would be a weird fucking conversation
1: I, I mean for for me yeah and
0: I mean. then the next thing he says is do me do me do me all night so apparently it wasn't that much of a fucking issue. No, it's not. No, turn the other cheek, dear, is a little strange. It's I don't really know a where. it's strange. That,
1: it's very strange. I don't know where that's going. <laughs> is there? Yeah, it's that 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 jacks the meter up again, man. It's, you know, <laughs> oh, jacks the there, meat. It jacks the meter. Well, yeah. <laughs> is there some sort of? Is there you know? Is there some more to this than just some sort of transfixation? Or is there you know? Are they taking it to the next so level? So, if you
0: don't know, turn the other cheek is widely uh, a a. Bible it is view it's Jesus it's said, Jesus saying love your turn neighbor. the other cheek uh,
1: if someone if you're if someone smacks you you turn the other cheek yes yes yeah.
0: so you you do not you do not retaliate um I'm guessing there's probably butt cheeks that are being talked about here. Um, but I don't really know what that line is supposed to be. It's
1: Steve Perry. I mean, uh, it's Joe, 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 uh, uh I'm sorry. It's Steve Steven Perry, Tyler, Steven which is the Tyler. love, love
0: child of Steven Tyler and Joe yes. Perry.
1: I'm sorry, Steven Tyler. And he does shake his cheeks throughout the entire thing. Oh yeah. When he says turn the other cheek, there's a lot of him pulling up his, his, in the video, his little frock and putting it over his head and his kimono sh- shake his little tush. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he's, he's. Very, very attractive in this music video. The good looking dude. <laughs> I, I, I've always heard women talking about like, you know, how, how they think that he is in his later years and I've never fully understood it. But this era, um, looking great. Just yeah. absolutely. He was clean. And Joe Perry smoking the cigarette. You never see him smoking anymore, mm-hmm. but he's got the cigarette up on stage getting all funky. Do, um,
1: do you remember at that show? He did. They put the they put he was in the middle of the stage all by himself turned off all the lights and then a red light came down on him just in him and he did red house by Jimi hendrix no do you remember that i do oh, remember, remember that show it was so flipping good
0: uh and then a, a a lyric that i don't think we really need to take apart do me do me do me <laughs> well, do me
1: can't be any more the dick can't be any more out on the table than it is <laughs> yeah
0: do me do me absolutely yeah. uh guitar solo with uh, the little uh funky ending there
1: uh, Maybe better than the first one. I don't know. Yeah. Then we have
0: uh, look. Then we have another fucking bridge. Because why not? Ooh, what a funky lady. No, <laughs> no, no. She like it, like it, like <laughs> it, like <laughs> it's got that. Those drum beats in it. Ooh, he was a lady.
1: Yeah. There it goes. <laughs>
0: Oh, we do the gigigigigigig g- 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 later. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. So here, here we are again. Now he was a lady. So now we've got some more. Listen,
1: weird. There's so much. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, at this point, the positivity is somewhat outweighing the, the, uh, the, 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 the red flags. <sighs> if ever we were gonna give him a break, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um. You know, this is it. But we know. That this is, um, this is just, you know, we don't do this anymore.
0: Well, you know, and back then I don't really know how much conversation was really going on about the trans community and preferences. And, you know, now, um, you know, you and I'm not saying this in a shitty way, but you're asked what pronouns you want to have on your Instagram profile, et cetera. That's a good thing. It's a it's a yeah, wonderful thing. But it. back then, I don't know, there was a whole lot of conversation about people giving a fuck. So he was a lady may for the 1980s um, be as close as you got to being like, well, at least they're saying that it's a she now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, hey,
1: it's as close as you're going to get to progressive. Yeah. I guess. yeah, and
0: we've talked a couple times on this podcast about it was the times... And oh it, though it's not a um, it's not a good excuse that can't be used as an excuse all the time. No, no, not at all. Um, but you know, we've said it. You've said it. Oh, we both have. Um, yeah, you know, in different things. And to an extent, I think that you have to look at it and go. For 1987, this song is lar- I mean, aside from getting some pronouns wrong and and saying some shitty stuff like disguise, blah 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 blah. We are talking about a heterosexual man who goes and finds a beautiful woman finds out that she has a penis and still is excited about having sex with her that's huge that's huge 1980 fucking seven it's huge yeah and for a band Mm -hmm. as big as Aerosmith to have the gall to even tell a story, even if it's not saying Steven Tyler is the one doing this, that someone is having sex with an effeminate man mm-hmm. yeah. that is turn, you know considers himself a woman, that's fucking bizarre. And for it
1: to be taken as a truly celebratory song, you have to think that there are, it's, but it's a different world. It's a completely different place. It is. Yeah. And for the better. Yes, and you know, as much as we talk about how things are are bad and not good, we have improved
0: as a species, in my opinion. In some cases, this is one. So let's talk a little bit about the controversy. Uh, that's basically it for the lyrics. They I mean, say, "Well,
1: well, a lot of dude looks like dude a lady." Lady looks like a lady. Dude, dude, lady. Lady. Dude,
0: dude, 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 dude looks, looks like, like a lady. lady do 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 looks like a lane and then you got to admit that it sounds cool cow, when he does that wow wow he he sounds like a fucking he's it's like if a fucking um like a, if a fucking uh, beetle or a cicada became a human being <laughs> that is what he that's what he is he
1: was all over that stage when we saw him in 93 he was like a squirrel going crazy up there i mean it was really great the stage it said in backwards letters it looked like it looked like they were on the roof of a hotel and it said Fort Myers Hotel. that's what it said and there were times where the lights came down and it looked like uh, headlights flashing through Venetian blinds and cutting those shadows along the wall. it was such a cool show
0: the song has often been accused of being transphobic with its li- this is from the Wikipedia with its lyrics quote it's lyrics and music videos offensive insinuations about trans women. In a 2012 interview, Child said about the song, I talk Aerosmith into the whole scenario of a guy that walks into a strip joint and falls in love with a stripper on stage, goes backstage and find out, finds out it's a guy. In 2019, Child confirmed, confirmed that the song was about a man who just walks into a bar and sees this gorgeous blonde on the stage and then goes backstage after the show and when she, quote, whips out the gun, tries to blow me away. Um, Perry was concerned, as I mentioned before, that the subject matter of the song would offend the gay community. But Child said, "Okay, I'm gay and I'm not insulted. Let's write this song." Again, I, it's so bizarre to me how people. This is probably from the same time when people automatically cons- considered all gay people pederasts. Um, there was just like this weird thing when I was a kid. They were less than, than. when we were a kid. Well, yeah. not just less than, but like <clears throat> if if someone was gay, they were immediately either. A pedophile into bestiality or oh, both. Yeah. It was like because you did not want to just have sex with a, with another heterosexual woman, you, you were like some kind of like sexual a deviant, oddity. A deviant. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, you could say that back then it was looked at as, as what we would refer to as maybe a kink or that you were to be shamed. It was, it was a fetish and not who you were. You know, yeah. it, it, it wasn't necessarily, they didn't look at it as this is a part of, you know, which goes along with the whole, and I can't stand this, the evangelical thing of they can be cured of their homosexuality. Right. You know, as, as if those people, as if, and I, I don't want to say those people, as if they We're not born like that, which is abundantly fucking clear. Absolutely.
0: Um, I'm going to read a little bit more here before I kind of talk about some of this stuff. Vox's Abby White pointed out that, quote, the song also plays on the idea that trans women intentionally deceive men or are, quote, in disguise, that they are unattractive or repulsive. And at one point mixes pronouns going from, oh, she like it in one line to, oh, he was a lady in the next. Now, I
1: mean, <laughs> edit this out if I'm wrong. Did you read where Child said the idea of a transgendered character in a hit song being shown as, in a positive light was completely fresh and revolutionary? It was catchy that even knowing what the song was about, people everywhere started spontaneously singing. I think you said that before. Didn't I did you? not. No, You did not. But that's no. that's a quote from Child. Yes. Now, mm. I,
0: I, I think that over time there has been some revisionist history. Um, you know, and I will be the first to go on, on, on record as saying that, yes, the mixture of pronouns and stuff like that in hindsight in 2000 and whatever, when Vox was a fucking website and when Abby white wrote about this, (laughs) Uh it is very, very clear and very obvious that there is some problematic stuff with this song. Um, but I, I have to agree with you. I think that the good outweighs the bad in this. And, you know, I kind of wonder, uh, you know, I don't think that the lyrics have probably changed or that they've changed the lyrics, but I think you could probably, I mean, I think you probably would have to throw out the whole song because Dude Looks Like a Lady is just kind of problematic in and of itself. It's one line. But, well, it's one line over and over and over and over and over again, and it's the name of the song. But I'll just say that, like, you know, if if they change the title of the song, and they changed, you know, a thing or two or whatever. I, you know, I think that I, I would think that as a, if I was a trans person trying to put myself in those shoes, which again I can't, that I would not be horrified with this song, and that, um, you know, if you were probably a trans the person title in is,
1: 1987, you were probably excited about this song. I I would I, be I would curious guess. to know. I would get yeah yeah. I that's a guess.
0: And I mean, you know, <clears> some <throat> of the stuff that's brought up with like the in disguise, which I brought up, is damning but it's kind of a poor choice of words i uh, they're talking about having sex with a trans person like by and large i i think this has to be seen in large part as a win because it's out there in a weird way because it's a huge band saying having sex with trans people is fine and that even if i wasn't expecting it I mean, was anybody at any point like, you know what? The song is about fucking a a trans woman and, you know, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. This, You know, the song is talking about how it's hot. If you were to break it down to the pros and cons just on the
1: basis of math alone, like what we just did, where does this line go in each column? The pros win. Yeah, just do the math, you know. I mean, unless you count
0: each individual line of dude looks like a leader. I was
1: about to say, unless you just, if you total all those up, there's a little bit of an issue.
0: So one thing I was going to say earlier, I just think it's very, very interesting that the view here was largely on the gay community, which in 1987 there was a little something going on called AIDS, Um, and the gay community was very, very much the spotlight of it, and. But it's it's interesting to me that they they went and got the opinion of a gay person about a trans issue, mm-hmm. which are very disparate things. In 1987, they probably seemed a lot closer than they than they are. How familiar? How personal? How how close to you was AIDS? Not very.
1: Okay. Um, in 1987, I learned that my uncle had it, and that was I do remember. Um, my mother worked in Lee Memorial Hospital, and I had remember speaking to. Uh, friends that I had went to school with, whose mothers were nurses there, and they talked about uh, the AIDS section of the hospital where people were dying of that. And they definitely, 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 were given less than,, um, uh, less than what would be given a normal patient with, say, you know, um, a broken leg. They were given lesser treatment oh, because sure. they were looked down upon because if you had that gay disease, that was how it was looked at. And I watched my uncle <clears throat> have to go through that. And he passed away in 1993 or 94, um, of, of it. And I watched the, and I saw firsthand the stigma that was completely attached, uh, to it. And I don't know about you, but at that time we were told, you know, that we were, you know just by virtue of us having sex outside of marriage or in an unsafe way we were going to eventually probably all die from it it was it was essentially a the plague of the 80s and it was it was it affected just about everything every every little aspect of your life if you were growing up at that time it was constantly put in your face and it was constantly something that you feared right and um and and the danger is still there don't think that it's really diminished i mean even though we have drugs that that suppress it now these days, it's still very, very much a concern. But back then it was a stigma that you carried around because it was just a it was referred to as at one point as gay cancer. Right. That's yeah. what they called it.
0: Um as a matter of fact, I just heard an ad the other day saying that if you if you have HIV, you can now safely have sex. Is
1: that not fucking insane? I that mean and, and for people
0: our age, that is so much it's just like holy fuck, how I, in the hell? And it's, it's wild. It we were told so that
1: you couldn't have sex outside of marriage, or you're going to die. When I was a You're child, right, that's yeah. what you heard, man. I mean, I was in middle school for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really for everybody. Even though, even though there was such a an association with the gay community that went along with it, and you saw, I mean, hell, they made a quilt the size of eight thousand football fields. Yeah, you know, of, of of people that just died in the eighties of it,
0: I Ryan mean, White. What a fucking. Horrible, um, so yeah, so all that uh, a little bit off the beaten path, talking about you know one gay guy's view on transphobia. And and what is and isn't okay, um, because we're seeing uh, a man, uh, a quote unquote man dressed like a woman being a gay issue when it's not. It has nothing to do really with being gay. It has everything to do with being trans. Yes. Yes. um, Which are two, like I said, very disparate things. Child has refuted refuted all allegations of transphobia, describing the song as accepting because of the lyric. Never judge a book by its cover or who you're going to love by your lover. Fox News in 2013. Oh, boy. For a big con. Thanks, Mark. For in the con column. Played the song while introducing Chelsea Manning, Mm. as well as the network's use of masculine pronouns and Manning's dead name. Playing the song conceived backlash by commentators. Big surprise. I
1: mean, what the fuck was she doing on the goddamn Fox News anyway?
0: Caitlyn Jenner called Dude Looks Like a Lady her theme song in 2017. Backlash ensued from fans from LGBT activists due to the perceived transphobia. And I know that Keelan Jenner is transphobic. There is such a thing as an internalized transphobia oh. or internalized. Can it? You know. Can
1: it? It can. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it can. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. I. Lo- I this is what I'm going to leave you with, Mark. Mister Childs once, uh, once said. This is a quote by him that he really got a kick one time when on the street he heard a drunk guy singing, "Do a naked lady." <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: hilarious. Uh Music video is a giant shit clusterfuck um, of them playing and looking great while they're playing it's in their eighties garb, jumping around, dancing around, playing. Yeah, uh, cool baseline. Yes, cool baseline. I mean, uh, cool music. Yeah. Uh, in general. Um, there, there
1: is. I, I would like to point out that there is one scene where you see a, a still of a lady with her hands <laughs> up on her head. It's it, and for a few seconds it just holds that, and then all of a sudden you realize it's a picture because Joe Perry's guitar headstock comes piercing out about where the crotch would be, a la a penis breaking <laughs> through. Yes. At that one scene, it, a lot of innuendo. Of course, you expect that out of, uh, out, of out of out of the old Aerosmith guys.
0: Um, Their A and R man, John Colladner. Uh, is dressed in a, uh, wedding gown and a woman is dressed in a tuxedo. So again, kind of uh, there, there is some stuff in the music video that is very transphobic (laughs) that kind of puts a couple notches in the, uh, con category.
1: So are you going to come down on the guitar player for Parliament Funkadelic for wearing a wedding dress when he played in the 1970s?
0: If he was doing it in a song called Dude Looks Like a Lady, maybe. Maybe. I mean, dressing like that, just period, is whatever, it is but one of things. when there's a song called Dude seen. Looks Like a Lady, and it's a dude <laughs> <laughs> dressed like a lady, it's a little, uh, maybe. It's a little maybe. something. Uh, I will say, I think it's very funny, under the reception category, it just says, cash box which i've never heard of uh, yeah, Cashbox says uh that it has quote humorous lyrics coupled with a driving rock beat and that's all they have for reception okay there's nothing else so fantastic Thanks not for much to come from Genius that. on this one um no, no so i mean just some very obvious stuff yeah um we did not mention this song reached number four on the u.s rock chart in 1987 this was their first uh, single from Permanent Vacation, their ninth studio album, which we didn't mention earlier, I don't believe. Um, they did another song on that record called Angel.
1: you no, angel. The video was played ad nauseum in 1988. It was played over and over, but yes, a good song.
0: Yeah, it's also very cheesy. Um, Ragdoll
1: was on that record. I just love, yeah, Ragdoll. Yeah, that's, Again, that's, cool that's another song, man, song yeah. that
0: very well could be end up on this podcast at some point. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Um. What else is there to say about this? I don't know that there's much of anything.
1: I think we have gone into exquisite detail, Mark. The I... only thing we have to know right now is where does it land mm. on the creep factor.
0: Mm-mm. One thing I want to mention before we talk about this, I wonder how Vince Neil felt about knowing that the protagonist in this song has sex with a lady when he was the dude, the initial that's dude that looks question. like a lady. Yeah. Because okay, you're a dude that looks like a lady, and that's what brought it up, but. Um, you know, I wonder what he feels how he feels. About I think
1: that. in the 1980s, he didn't even know that that was going on.
0: Probably, yeah. probably, probably not. Probably didn't know much about probably what it. was going on around <laughs> Nick him. Nick
1: Schwartz. In line, you ever, ever heard it about uh, talking about uh, about uh, Motley Crew?
0: Nikki uh, Six once drank heroin from a fire hose.
1: That's pretty much that sums up Motley
0: Crue in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. By the way, um, Marty Kellner, who uh, directed the music video, creator of Hard Knocks. There's a little trivia oh, for yeah. you. Oh, How's gotta, that? Well, that's, I'm a fan. I, so am I. Yeah. Um, creep Factor. Um, well, this is... This is a very unusual Creep Factor. Well, and it's very... Because if I call this Creepy... Then it comes off as transphobic. I feel like, um, you know, because I I but, don't want to say, you know, um,
1: but what is described? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You know,
0: creepy. I don't know that it's very creepy. I think there's a lot of acceptance and a lot of missteps. Um, that I think that if there was a, um, dude looks like a lady, um, 2023 edition. Instead, it would be called Lady is a Lady. Uh, well, and sort of. <laughs> that, that lady is a lady. That's got a ring to it. I mean. Um, yeah. I'm going to give it a, uh, I'm going to give it a 2.2. 2. Nice and low. Okay. I mean, there's a little something.
1: I, I got to disagree with
0: you on that. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, when you
1: when you sing about... When you sing about, you know, um, backstage having the time of your life and then she whipped out a gun, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. which is obviously referencing uh, a dick, you know, in uh, backstage, uh, all, you know, gathered together and somebody whips out their, their dick. I don't care if you're trans or not. It's still a dick being presented to the room. Right. That's, 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 that's a creepy situation, man. Okay. That is, that is, that, that it just is. And then, uh, you know, the disguises, the hiding, the, the, uh, you know, what you think is, is cloaked and veiled intentions and references. Uh-huh. That's creepy. Okay. That is creepy. I gotta go higher than that. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Okay, 4. I'm gonna 5? give it a four and a half. But That's this is not. This isn't so super dangerous, creepy. No, you know it's not. No. And and it's 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 really it's in a way it's a wonderful song,
0: in a way. But it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. This is like uh, this is like your uncle. You know, finally, you know, being less racist, and being like the blacks aren't so bad. And you're like, well, that's terrible, (laughs) but I guess at least you're like finding your way. It's not
1: refreshing. It's (laughs) refreshing. (laughs) It's
0: (laughs) like, well, you know, we're on the road to recovery. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Speaking of dicks being out for our next song. No, no,
1: no, Mark. No.
0: (laughs) For, yeah, you peaked like hell on that one. For our next song, we're going to do Frankie goes to Hollywood. Oh God. Relax. This is a fresh find. I'm going to, This is a fresh find, and we're very excited about it. We're going to leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to leave it at that. Yeah. Go ahead and listen to And I'm, you know, this is a cool song. This is a fun song. I love this song. Yeah. This is a good song. Yeah.
1: I loved it when it came out. Then found out it was about oh, we're... yeah 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 yeah, okay. yeah 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 yeah. So we're
0: uh, Seth. Anything you want to plug? Anything you Great want to group say? Group of
1: people. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody that listens to us week after week. We love you and appreciate you. Tell two friends. The best way for anybody to find out about anything is through a friend. That means mm-hmm. go out and tell your friends about your friends here on Lyrics to Go and word of mouth please and thank you it's absolute gold if you want to leave a a, a review of us somewhere that would be wonderful
0: i was just going to say yeah that would be one of the best things you can do for us aside from telling your other friends to listen to us or listen to us while you're around your friends so they go what the hell is this and start listening hopefully is to review us especially on apple Podcasts or whatever else uh, we appreciate you all. This is episode 115.
1: When you're listening with your friends to so many episodes that we've done, you can say, I know those guys, and you can know us. Yep. Go on the Discord. Sure. Go on Facebook. Go yep. on Instagram and talk to us. Tell yep. us what you think. Please. Did we receive any? I, I forgot to check the Discord today. Did we receive any answers on Bulgar Wheat, Mark?
0: Nothing on Bulger oh, Wheat, yeah. unfortunately. Find out about Nothing what on Bulger Wheat. i got to Google yeah. afterward. We'll done. look it up right now. Um, but in the meantime, uh, we will be back next Monday. Listen to Frankie Goes to hollywood uh, so you can talk about us next talk about it with us next week on lyrics to go